0: Ch changes, the way. Ch changes. You know I, mean? I, mean, I, I, I don't know the lyrics. I honestly thought you were going to go into American Idiot there. there. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to Green Day? Uh, they're still going. Oh, this isn't a good start to a podcast. <laughs> I, mean, this, this. I forgot we need to record. <laughs> <laughs> Do we can start again if you want to start again? <laughs> Welcome to Myths, everyone! Hey! Uh, guys, welcome to episode 21. Uh, we are finally in America. 21 guns? What happened to Green Day? God damn it, Dan! <laughs> Should we start again? <laughs> That's right. Welcome, welcome to, to Myths. I'm Matt Hoss. And I'm Dan Rose, Whether you know about Theseus Or you're revising your syllabus If you want tales with a bit of jest Or you just want to hear about incest What? What? It's really interesting Welcome to Miss Welcome to Miss Hello and welcome to Miss everyone I'm here also well, that's the whole premise of this podcast. Oh, sorry. I just wanted to let them know that I was here. It's not the Drunken Comedian podcast, Dan. Yeah. Don't listen to that, by the way, everyone. It's shite. Anyway, <laughs> how are you doing? Welcome to Myths. I'm on the green day, Dan. Uh, I, I'm Dan Rhodes. And <laughs> um, um, that's my horse. He's to the left of me. Not that that matters. I I, I, I'm, I like to be on the left of you, usually, because we... how I mean, so we always sit uh, like this? The only exception is when we're in my car and I... I'm a little bit OCD sometimes about that, because like, I went out, doesn't feel right. when I was sat in the car, I was like, mm, it doesn't feel yeah. right. Should we change seats just for the sake? <laughs> yeah, sit yeah. in the driver's seat. But that, remember yeah. Peterborough Services uh, last week? Um, we were outside like a playground, uh, and I think if we got out and swapped seats, that would be an even weird one day. <laughs> <it would. laughs> um, well, welcome to episode 21, everyone. Uh, it's great to have you back here. Um, hopefully you are enjoying this, uh, this podcast. Um for, for the sake of honesty, we, uh, we haven't seen each other for a while. It's been a long time, man. No, yeah, we haven't, yeah. Because it's no secret that sometimes we record more than one episode at a time. Ie recently in Yorkshire where we recorded a few. It was very uh, great, wasn't it, Matt? It, I had such an honestly. It was a really nice time. Uh, mostly because I got to quiz you about my life. <laughs> 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 it's a very egotistical trip for me, but I had a great time. Uh, but no, yeah. I, haven't, I haven't seen you in a while. How you yeah, been? it's a uh, yeah. I'm really good, man. It's been uh, really busy comedy wise. I've uh, been I've been all over the shop, Dan. Uh, guests to some places that I may have been. We've talked about him before in Glasgow. Talking. I know you've been to Glasgow. Been a lot. back to Glasgow. Did that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually haven't been paid since the last time I uh, I was in Glasgow, but I got, I got paid this time, so that's good. That's good. Uh, uh, um, I also, uh, you've it, been to Hastings. I know that because you've just driven here from Hastings. I just did my solo show in Hastings, which yeah. was um, how's the battle going? <laughs> it's actually uh, you went to well done. <laughs> <laughs> the Battle of Hastings, ten sixty six. That's, that's why, why it's famous. Yeah, I know, but like. Uh, uh, there's also a place called Battle where the battle takes place. Is there actually? Yeah, didn't know that. Yeah, and a place called Rye, which is semi racist. Uh, um, yeah, it was alright. Uh, well, it was. Let's say, of all my previews so far, Dan, that was the most work in progress. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Although, um, I do have. It was unusual because all of the work I've seen from you seems to be work in progress. Fuck off. <laughs> uh... You've already ranked me uh, uh, In episode uh, 17 Dan Like uh, you can't can't. Judge a dickish comment as well I've literally seen you twice Since we left <laughs> <uni>. <laughs> I'm, I'm a quality Quality mark uh, A craftsman Dan yeah. I, My comedy is my art yeah. Have you been to Hastings Have been to Glasgow? Where Where's the weirdest place You've been uh, I've oh. Most obscure I don't mean the like, Do you know what I mean Oh that's a good point Maybe that's the place that I would know The least about Just a small town Somewhere in the middle of nowhere Or something Um Oh, I, 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 do ask uh, that's a good question. I can't think of it at the top of my head. Uh, this is great material. Well, uh, <laughs> I, I went to uh, Leicester, Leicester. Oh, that's pretty obscure. It's, it's not that obscure, is no, it? Yeah. No, no. So you it's do g- quite a few gigs in Leicester, do you not? Well, it's actually the first one for a while. Uh, it's just the last one I was in um, after Airbnb. I'm sorry, that's a real name. Uh, uh, crazy Airbnb lady. <laughs> Gotta cut that out. Gotta cut. Uh, last time I was with a crazy Airbnb lady, so uh, uh, yeah. But um, I did a, a gig there with uh, Kiri Pritchard-McLean, which was... Uh do you know her? No. Uh, just before this uh, recording, we actually me and Dan talked about uh, documentaries and stuff like that. Kerry does a podcast with uh, Rachel Fairburn called uh, "All Killer No Filler," and it's quite a famous podcast. She talks about serial killers and all these different. You would love it. It's your definitely up your street. Uh, so not only am I plugging drunken comedian podcasts, I'm also plugging someone else's podcast. Podcasts, yeah, um, but, it's quite, uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, but you've been quite busy, man. I've also um, yeah been up to some stuff. I've uh, for the first time in a long time i've been to uh some music gigs recently um i've been for like years and i used to love music uh, and if i thought i'd go in the in the shallow end kind of walk my way in do you know what my first ever gig was in, in the last six years your first gig in the last six years yeah i don't know uh, it's just a small little, just a chilled out band called um, Machine Head. Uh, <laughs> you know from the term Machine Head, so a, me- a heavy metal band as well. And I was a little bit like, kind of timid and uh, a bit nervous about going in. I went by myself because evidently have no friends. Uh, but I, uh, I went in. Uh, but as soon as they, they started, uh, I was like very. I was really nice. Na- beforehand really nervous. As soon as I started, I was like, yeah, fucking come on. Yeah. I turned very American very fast. I'm like, yeah, awesome. Play Imperium. Uh, was it a good gig? Good, good? It was awesome. Uh, however, I missed my train by four minutes and I had to get a 70 pound taxi home. <laughs> I almost had to get in the cab with this random guy. He was like, I'm going to Darlington too. I was like, I'll just pay extra to go by myself. <laughs> <laughs> he definitely would have molested me here, uh, and but the funny thing is that guy was going to a place called Louis, uh, which is uh, in Catrick, and it's it's like a grim nightclub, and he's been going for the last two nights. He's got the taxis down. It's like you're weird, man. Uh, yeah, so that's been good. That's uh, good. I've uh, What have you been up to, man? Oh, just ball. Uh, how was that? It's is, good. Is it still called Istanbul? Is that... It is still called Istanbul. What was yeah. it called before Constantinople. Ah. Uh, uh, G- I thought but G- in Roman times. In Roman times. No, nah, back in, in the Ottoman Empire it was Constantinople. Yeah. There was an assassin's. Until pre- about 1920 something, I think it became Istanbul. But I appreciate sure it. Maybe actually it, a lot later than that. Is it still. I'm pretty. I'm, it, it was called something else for a while, not Istanbul, right? I know for centuries it was called Constantinople. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, sorry. Uh, sorry. Uh, but I, no, I, I very, thought... very worth going. Dang, actually, yeah. Nice little city break, really What's... nice. <laughs> Many balls there? Yeah, loads of them. Uh, okay, it's, they're, it's, they're everywhere. Is that like the term for the locals? Uh, balls. I guess so. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> but no, very nice. Yes, yeah. we very nice. What's your favorite thing about Istanbul? Uh, probably the architecture. Oh, and the history. A lot of history. Dan, you're getting old, man. Right. No, I've always, I've always. Always appreciate a building. Like, a really, obviously, the amount of history there with the, the mosques and stuff, it's, it's really nice. You, you said... you Very re- clean as well, Istanbul. I was very surprised. Lots of stray kittens there. Oh, oh! I went... I find it sad when I say stray kittens, because this one time I was uh, working in Greece, because uh, I used to be in an Irish band with my uncle in Zanti. and uh, on the port on the day we were leaving, and I was just a really sad, dead kitten, and I was like... I don't want it. I just. I think uh, I wasn't vegetarian at that point, but definitely, definitely. Uh, Turning. Had a bone for animals. <laughs> That's not the term I should use. Yeah. <laughs> that was kicking that kitten that night, thinking, uh, uh, oh, I think I should turn <laughs> vegetarian. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, this doesn't taste that nice. Yeah. It <laughs> t- tastes wrong. Uh, yeah, so what was the worst thing about Istanbul? The worst thing about Istanbul? Not the Turkish people; they're actually really lovely. That oh, was that well, was looking at me then, thinking. No, oh, you are the, the one who said uh, Oh, I'm surprised it was clean. I you know, was surprised uh, it was clean. I don't know why. In my head, racist. I thought that it would—you know—it wouldn't be one of those. Racist. Um, I don't know what the worst thing. Actually, That's is really good. That's, it did rain a bit when I was there, so in terms of my experience, it didn't really help. You know. Again, this is another old... You're an old man, Dan. Like, because, uh, yeah, essentially you said, all oh, the architecture nice, the history is good. Rained a bit, though. That's... that's you were like my granddad, you know? and yeah. like, no, honestly, it was probably one of the better cities I've been to, actually, but I thought... Oh, great. Food is incredible. Uh, the weather, obviously, I've known it rained a little bit, but other than that, it was very nice. Um, history is great. Architecture great. The people were lovely. Um, everyone's very accommodating. Everything's very geared towards tourists in a, in a nice way. It wasn't yeah. too touristy. Um but- I, uh, it was not. You had to queue for stuff, but things were very affordable. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, so I guess um, to actually link it to the podcast, because remember we're doing a podcast. Uh, say hi to the viewers. Uh, hi, listeners. The one time you get it right. Uh, uh, but the was there kind of like a, any myth stuff there or any mythology that because uh, I think con- con- well there was Roman yeah there's like Roman templey stuff yeah and there's true. a few like Roman. Uh, effigies and stuff yeah, yeah. back from when, obviously, the Romans had it a long time ago. But then, over the course of its history, it's obviously been—it was Roman for a long time, and then the Eastern Roman, the Byzantians had it, and they had it as like obviously Christian or like Orthodox for a long time, and then for how, and then obviously for a long, long time until now, it's obviously been Muslim. So there's a lot of, and it, it, history seems to do this thing where they'll be like, "Oh, look at those! Look at that statue of that Roman god." Knock it down, yeah. start again. Oh, look at that statue of Jesus! Knock it down, start again. Like every every new religion that kind of yeah. took hold of it seems to have restarted. But there are a few places and museums that still have a lot of yeah. you know. So that was cool. Awesome, man. Um, Especially actually in the Basi- um, the Basilica Cisterns, they have a very famous Medusa heads, which I thought was oh, to- uh, like gold gorgon. No, I believe they're called Gordon, like, yeah. yeah, Well, it's it, like I re- remember. I can't. I don't know how to pronounce it properly, but it's like gorgon with uh, e i a on the end, so it's like gorgon e i. And it's kind of like the so, uh, gorgons are only really shown with their heads, as opposed to their yeah. whole body. Uh, and uh, stuff like Alexander the Great's uh, breastplate when he went into battle would have a Medusa or a gorgon head on it as well. And yeah. so um, we've alluded to this in the Medusa podcast, but yeah, uh, there's a uh, it's. Gorgons are always represented with their heads in artwork. And yeah, and then like the Basilica is a beautiful place, and there's like fifth century like underground water system in in uh, Istanbul, and the massive columns that hold up and support the system. The that like one of the the main columns, one of the big ones at the back. The whole base of it is like one giant Medusa head. Yeah, and that's like a big thing. It's nice that we should be like before we do this podcast, we we realise that we're both. In this year, we're going to be in mid twenties, you know, and we, yeah, I think that we should be, we should go to Malaga or something like that. Should we just go on a land holiday? To kind of, Absolutely not! I yeah, can't think of anything worse. Could, damn, we would, we would rock it, you know, it'd be great, you know. Um, if, if, imagine us partying till about nine o'clock in the evening and going to bed and a <laughs> night <nice> full rest. <laughs> I, I remember one time I went to Falaraki on a land holiday when I was eighteen. Oh, there's this rabbit hole here. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> firstly, the point I was going to make is that I um I went to, <laughs> I brought my game of I was reading Game of Thrones the book then uh it, well the uh, Clash of Kings the second book it's about eight hundred pages long and uh, I remember there's a bunch of Glaswegian guys uh, and they were like. Hey, Paul you, you got to club someone to death with that book. And I was just like, I'm trying to read my book. Don't, <laughs> don't, don't invite me to your fun. And then they made me do uh and uh, I've got drunk. Um, the other thing with that holiday, which is now in my stand-up routine, come and see my stand-up show, guys, is that I wrote a poem for a girl uh, who I'd known for about 48 hours to confess my love for her. So That's the most Matt horse thing I've ever heard. Yeah, see, that's heartbreaking. <laughs> Why is it Matt horse? Is it just my hapless nature? No, I just feel like you such a such a romantic, aren't you? But but falsely so. If you're, yeah, I'm so proud like of it. Like in your head, you're like, girls like poems. Ugh. But then you're like, now looking back at it, you're like, wait, I'd only known it 40 hours. Now I see why that was I, weird. The poem used the word love 13 times. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. For, damn, I said it all night. The worst thing is, though, so I... How did it go down, with that? Well... Let me give you some backstory. Because, like, usually I would think, like, oh, how would you try and seduce a girl? Chat to her? No. Buy her a drink? No. Write her a poem? Yes. Uh, So, (laughs) I was at a pool bar for Tina's, and I was there with my cousin and all these housewaging guys and stuff like that, and uh, one day, they they all found out that I wrote this poem, and the housewaging guys, you would think if a guy wrote a poem for a girl, people were like, mate, don't do that, bit weird. All these Glaswegians sat around, uh, I rehearsed it to them, they were like, I had a fucking good bar, yeah, that, you uh, should, you know, confess, uh, re- or release your heart to her, Paul. And I was like, I will do Glaswegians. So I got, <laughs> what well, I did, I got the bar, right? so I was uh, like, gave them the microphone, and uh, everyone to, uh, at the pool bar came around, and I read, I, <laughs> I got Laura there, in front of me, uh, like where you are to me now, and uh, the whole crowd was looking, and I just read this poem aloud to her and all of her friends, and, uh it was um people really liked it. She gave me a kiss and it kinda of came like a fabled kind of thing, but by God, uh she was I thought she was in love with me afterwards. <laughs> that she wasn't. Um uh, to uh, finish the crescendo of the story and then we'll get into the myth. Uh, <laughs> uh, I I I I really liked her for a bit, so I hung out with her a bit too much, if you know what I mean. And then she, at one point she kinda of took my hand and goes Oh Matt's, for the record, Matt is taking my hand. She goes, uh, I share the Glaswegian accent, um, but... I'm already but, turned off. <laughs> apart, apart from that, she was great. Uh, I, the song was called... Uh, the, the poem was called Flowers in Falaraki. I okay. well. uh, still has my hand, by yeah, the way. Um, they also made... Uh, people heard about the poem, and they made a couple yeah. of flowers in Falaraki. Isn't that cool? That's good. Cool. Uh, She's um, using uh, that, go on. What does she say? She goes, uh, well... Uh, Matt, I I like you, uh, but I'm kind of seeing some other guy uh, back home. Uh, I I just don't really, I don't think it's, I don't really want to take it any further. And this was a a time where I was Aww. quite, uh, I wasn't. And then in, uh, so I had our hands. Had, yeah, she. I was, go. I was kind of understanding, oh. and I felt. I was heartbroken a bit. Uh, uh, this is on day five. What and a was, bitch! Like, uh, no, known you know, I, 40 hours. <laughs> should have loved me. However, I I I'm a bit. This is why I don't look too good in the story. What happened is that I went to... Um, she went out to a club to a phone party with her friends. And I didn't want to get out. I felt sad. But I thought, no, I'm going to go out and try and like confess my love to her again. Because that always works. <laughs> <laughs> i here, write her another poem. Uh, and I went there. And she started making out with this other guy there. And I was so sad. Like, she oh, said, no. Uh, and what happened? Uh, so I went to... Um, a toilet in the toilet in Faliraki in the club, and I just started crying in the toilets. But eighteen-year-old uh, Matt, uh, wow, this is actually last year. <laughs> yeah. No, but what happened is that um, to kind of undercut that sadness, so I thought it was quite poetic, but it's just a massive turd in the <laughs> toilet. <laughs> I thought even there, it's like you've undercut. The, that's never happened to Shakespeare before. <laughs> has, um, but I was in there crying for so long, right? This this uh this bouncer comes in, starts knocking at the door like. <laughs> are you doing drugs in there? Are you doing drugs? Kick down the, do- uh, uh, the door and he goes, the only drug I've taken is heartbreak. <laughs> so I didn't get laid at holiday. Um, so. I wonder what she's doing now with her life. We can Facebook her. I've got <laughs> Do you have a Facebook? Yeah, should <laughs> I have a look? I don't know. You probably shouldn't say her. We won't say her full name. Well, actually, I'll show you. She's really pretty. And um, <laughs> Also, one of the things about Facebook, I kind of like just like showing how good I'm doing in life. Just to be like, Fuck you, Lori. give ahead, this. I've allowance more to set it, if you know, <laughs> Facebook doesn't seem to work. Later on. Yeah, I'll, I'll show you afterwards. It'd be weird if she listens to it. She's not going to listen to it, is she? Uh, do you reckon she? Do you reckon she still loves me, Dan? Maybe. Maybe she's your long lost. Are you're going to get married. Maybe I should. Maybe at the end of this podcast, I should write her another poem. Just to, to, we're, we're cooled off for about six years. Let's see if she wants to <laughs> go back into it. No, uh, we'll we'll just. Hey, guys, we're going to crack on with the myth now. So uh, we'll see you on the other side. Cheers. Myths. Hello, and uh, now it's time for the actual myth. Vom- good to be back here. So, like, I'm say, I love doing this podcast with you, Dan. Oh, you too, Matt. Uh, so this um, this episode, this is coming um, from an email this time. Yes. Uh, that's right. People actually do email in. Uh, we do get quite a lot of emails, but we tend to uh, read them out when it's appropriate, and now is appropriate. We did actually yes. have this email a few weeks ago. Yes. But we felt like we should only mention it now because, um, well, here it is. It's from a friend of mine. Uh, well... Well, you say that, Dan, but let's see what the email entails. Uh, what's her name? Her name is Charlotte. Charlotte. Uh, Shout out to Charlotte, by the way, who I know listens to this and is always like, what? Why are you never going to read out my email? <laughs> That's how she sounds. <laughs> she sounds like a bird. That's how it, But she's from Nottingham, so she talks like this. Yeah, she's from Nottingham. She's from Should I do an email on her accent? Oh, yeah, that, that I- is going down the wrong hole. <laughs> Uh, no, shout out, to, shout out to Charlotte, he's probably... Yeah, so she knows you from where? From work. Yes. We, yeah, we uh, we are we're tr- our, like our training together for work. Yeah, training together. Uh, I feel like Matt thinks there's something seedy going on between me and Charlotte, I assure you. She's just a good friend of mine, Matt. Matt's just excited because he's a girl. Yeah, Dan's talking to a girl, like, and it's not contractual. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, this is from Charlotte. There's no hi or anything. She gets straight in uh, with her... I just want to give you some feedback. Matt is my bae, and he tote steals the show. I don't even know the name of the other guy. Hashtag Team Matt. Which... Thank you, Charlotte. This is the kind of... Straight to the point, I like it. It's what I've been looking for for the last 21 episodes, because everyone's like, oh, I really like Dan. Dan's really funny. Dan, he gets all the punchline. No, finally, Charlotte sees me for the star I am, even if it's heavily basking sarcasm. (laughs) (laughs) She then goes on to say, can you discuss the Oedipus myth? Hashtag incest in the morning, which... Hopefully that's not a popular hashtag. Uh, oh, it's a massive... She's very, very into incest. She's into incest. She's really into it, yeah. Do you know that? Or are we just putting that out there? Oh, well, for, for for a fact. <laughs> for Charlotte's a... listening to this right now. She's for thinking... Oh, damn, spot on. I've never met her before, but I assume that is only correct. <laughs> I, I'm not sure what it's like in Nottingham, but that's... that's no, racist, isn't it? <laughs> Can't regard Charlotte. And I, I replied to her, and, um, you know, because... I'm the one that actually does the emails, Dan. Um, For the record, by the way, I don't think Charlotte enjoys incest. I just want to get that out there now before she gets angry well, with me. Well, if she hasn't tried it, she doesn't know. So <laughs> <laughs> Don't not get to try it. I sent her quite a funny uh, email back. It's hilarious. And at the end, I put, uh, oh, just FYI, other host is called Dan. Dan Rhodes? Maybe you've heard of him? I wouldn't blame you if you hadn't. Uh, Charlotte replies, hey, Matt. Oh my God, you actually replied to me. This has actually brightened up my day. I actually really enjoy listening and I'm excited to get a shout out on my suggestion to be safe and seriously. Thank you, Matt Horse. You are a legend. Again, thank you, Charlotte. Dan Rhodes? Nah, never heard of him, mate. Thank you, Charlotte. Best email I've ever had. Uh, mm. Thank you. Uh, so we're going to do the Oedipus myth today, aren't we, Dan? We are going to do the these uh, because obviously Charlotte's mentioned it and we may as well do it. Gotta, may as well do it. Alright, Charlotte, you happy? It's nice <laughs> like, I read out that, that thing that like, glamorises me, and you're just like, uh, no, I'm grumpy now. <laughs> no, it's a good old myth, though. not it? Yeah. Good. What do you know about Oedipus, Dan? It's got uh, a guy sleeps with his mum. Spoiler alert, that's literally what we build building up to. Yeah, it, it. Everyone knows that, though, don't they? Bern's mum. Hey, obviously, it's important with uh, psychology, with Freud in the Oedipus complex and stuff like that. Uh, and I think this is this a is myth I've been looking forward to for a while, uh, actually. It's a proper myth myth, isn't it? Well, we discussed this beforehand. Um it's actually... The reason why I didn't want to do it right away because uh, it was my belief that it was... Well, it is a, um, a Sophocles play. As Oedipus it, Rex. Uh, Oedipus Rex. And it's part of a trilogy, the Theban trilogy, uh, with Antigone, um, Oedipus uh, Rex. And there's also one in the middle where it's about Oedipus afterwards. He just goes, sits in a ranch for a bit, uh, banished, and just kind of like, oh, life's a bit shit. And that, that's the play. Uh, uh, so we probably missed that one. However... Um, did you know that I was actually in in my year 12 drama assessment, I actually, uh, I was in Oedipus. I did, we did a version of Oedipus Rex. No, were you Oedipus? No, I'm not talented enough. <laughs> but I played the good old guard. <laughs> <laughs> I also doubled up as uh, Creon as well, uh, the, uh, um, well, you'll know him later on, but uh, he's the, uh, the, uh, the kind of regent and oh not regent but kind of advisor and stuff like that he uh, so you know I'll, I'll, only will wallen at ken university would know knew that you took the guard guard number excuse one Excuse well uh i wouldn't have failed acting <laughs> uh, you know <laughs> uh, but like i've uh, i recently, i i realize i'm probably not that much of a good actor if you know what i mean but like uh yeah i am um, i feel that i i i think i'm going to reprise the role today my drama teacher mrs moss she's uh I'm going to go back into that role today. I'm going to re- reprise it for you because, you know, everyone loved me. Not, not Ben Lacey who played Oedipus Rex and had a girlfriend. <laughs> Nerd. Definitely. I was, only, I was literally the only boy uh, of a boy in my class. So uh, I had to play Creon. and I got about, in my drama assessment, had about a total of 20 lines. That's not enough for our hour no, long class. <laughs> <laughs> she hated me. Um, anyway, um, we're going to start Oedipus and I hope you enjoy it. The story begins with a son born to King Laius and Queen Jocasta of Thebes. The Oracle of Delphi told them that their child would grow up to murder Laius and marry Jocasta. Horrified by this news, the king and the queen fastened the infant's feet together with a large pin and left him on a mountainside to die. Okay, really, a a strong start. This is a good start to a myth, isn't it? Strong start. Infants being... Changed by their feet yeah, outside to Yeah, massive die. pin, so obviously leaving it to die in the mountainside as well. Oh. Um, it's not in here, but it, it was a Mount Kithyron as well, uh, which I believe Tiresias, that's where he met the snakes, which changed his gender. Yeah, okay. Same yep. place. Uh, and Tiresias will also come into this afterwards. Uh FYI do not go on a hike along this mountain yes yeah. stuff will happen it, to you yeah. either there's a, a swollen feet and babies or there's a, a gender swapping tonight. <laughs> <laughs> um, so obviously this uh, king and queen hear this awful, um, awful thing by an oracle um, and they do their best to get rid of the child what was the prophecy sorry I'm the just... prophecy is that they, their child will grow up to kill Laius to kill oh, the dad and um, have, uh, marry the mother so they're like I don't want to risk it let's kill the kid now yeah, yeah. Uh, but it goes on However, shepherds found the baby and they named him Oedipus, or as it's translated as swollen foot, uh, and took him to the city of Corinth. What a shitty name. <laughs> Imagine <laughs> your name being swollen foot. It's the shit. Is super the Oedipus fast. sounds quite good. Oedipus. I am Oedipus. Ah. I am swollen foot. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it definitely sounds quite grand green yeah. You know I mean? It's like, oh, God, athlete's foot or something like that. Can I just say, um, it's already weird in these myths. Whenever the prophecy happens and it's like, your child will grow up to murder you. And they're like, well, I better kill my child. Yeah. They never just kill them. They they're always, like, like, leave them somewhere. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, well, I'm sure that'll be fine. Yeah. They never think about the fact that, the, like, unless you kill, like, just do it then <laughs> and there. like, get... Kill the kids. <laughs> yeah. Is... That sounds terrible, but do you know what I mean? What I do, what I do, you make a good point there. Because, like, they have the... The, the desire to... Well, not desire, but they have the, the lack of morality to be able to go out and kill the kid, but not enough to follow through with it, if you know what I mean. Yes. Okay. But I guess, I think, in the play, it elaborates on that, because I think G- Queen Jocasta was like, no, we can't we can't murder the kid ourselves. Uh, but, so, life is like, why don't we just live on the mountainside then? Let Nace uh, do it, yeah. yeah. I think that's more the point, if you know what I mean. But that is also uh, their downfall as well. Also, from the fact, my history teacher, Mr. Hughes, who... Actually, he passed away the last week, actually, which is a bit sad. Um, he actually had a cat called Oedipus, uh, which is, I think is quite sweet. That is quite sweet, yeah. yeah. So, uh, the shepherd took him to the city of Corinth. There, King uh, Polybus and Queen Merope adopted him and raised him to think the son was their own. Uh, so, the shepherd gifted it to the King, Queen of Corinth as well. So, Oedipus grows up, thinking that he's... Family, yes, uh, uh, that's so he, he believes that his mom and dad are polybus and morope It's like the opposite to what happened to Moses. Go on, because Moses was a shepherd boy who was like, do you know what I mean? Or like, Moses was like, was from a poor family, uh huh, up as a pharaoh, like in Egypt, thinking he was from a rich family, and this is a rich family, the opposite, where the, the boy's grown up thinking he's from a poor family. Hmm, interesting. They're not linked at all, but you know, it's mean? yeah, yeah. that kind of like uh, just from obviously man, this is ultimately a story, and we like stories, don't we, as humans? Where it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a lot someone... of tropes that yeah. which, uh, are uh, revisited over time and time. Um, also, uh, I studied, I actually studied Oedipus uh, in my GCSE Classics as well. That's why I know quite a lot about it. Um, uh, and um, we used to love the term polybus because uh, it just sounds like a, like a shit megabus, if you know what I mean. Uh. <laughs> so Oedipus grew up. Uh, when Oedipus was grown, however, one night in a pub, this random drunk comes up to him and says, Hey, you're not the son of Polybus. And Oedipus was freaked out by that. Oedipus was like, No, what are you talking about? I'm a mum and dad. But he, it's a nagging thought that doesn't leave his brain. So, Oedipus goes to the oracle of Delphi, and he asks the oracle about his parentage. The, uh, the answer he received was, You are the man fated to murder his father and marry his mother. The prophecy which was beforehand. Yeah. The reason why he's in Corinth in the first place. Like Laius and Dracaster, Oedipus was determined to avoid the destiny predicted for him. Believing that the oracle had said he was fated to kill Polybus and marry Merope, he vowed never to return to Corinth. Instead, do you know where he headed, Dan? Where? Towards Thebes. Towards Thebes. Okay. So, by by both of them wanting to avoid the prophecy, they're actually... He's actually heading accidentally cause, towards cause them. Because he doesn't want to kill his uh, Polybus or Merope, because he believes that's his parents, but he doesn't know anything better. <laughs> Oh I get that Yeah so he's been told You're going to end up Murdering your dad And and marrying your mum So he's avoiding The people that he has Grown up to think Are oh, his mum and dad yeah. In that moment He has no reason to think Oh but actually, he's heading towards Thieves, where his actual biological mum and dad live. Yes, ah, that's, I get this now. This is where the seeds of the... Uh, God, of if the, this was like a film, he'd be like, Oh, don't go that way! Well, well, well that's why in the, in the play, uh, it's a bit like a detective story. Because he does no, I've realised now, because yeah, he doesn't know, in my head when he was hearing that prophecy, I thought he, I've realised, yeah, he doesn't know he's a doctor, does he? So yeah, exactly. he has no reason to think that. So when that guy says it to him, he's like, that's why he goes to the Oracle as well. Dan, do you want to read it from here? Along the way, back to Thebes, Oedipus came to a narrow road between cliffs. There he met an older man in a chariot coming the other way. The two quarrelled over who should give way, and Oedipus killed the stranger <laughs> and carried on to Thebes. Let's just pause there. just like, <laughs> like, Just like, mate, give way. No, it's my right away. No, no, you have to give way. <laughs> 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 That's road rage and a half. Yeah, but it, it's interesting because like this... like. We don't know much about Oedipus at this point, right? Because all we know about Oedipus at the moment is that uh, he's he wants to he cares for his family deeply, well, too deeply. Uh, but he also has that flash anger as well, where uh, this king, well, he, he he doesn't know it's a king, but he knows it's a guy in with rich and uh, royalty because uh, he has a chariot. Uh, so he's like, well, fuck this guy, you know? Like I I deserve he he's a prince in his head, so he's like, yeah, I deserve right away. So he murders him as well. So. Yeah, he's, he's uh, Oedipus has that kind of anger as well. Okay, though. I see. But is it divine fate? Who knows? Yeah. Uh, so anyway, he's killed his guys on his way to Thebes. He found the city in great distress. Oedipus learned that a monster called the Sphinx was terrorising the Thebans by devouring them when they failed to answer his riddle and that King Laius had been murdered on its way to seek help from the Delphic Oracle. So, on his way, sorry. To- so the reason why Laius was on the move is to go back to the uh, Oracle of Delphi as well. So that's why he was on that road when uh, Oedipus killed him. Oh, so that's the king he's just killed. Yeah. So, sorry, he, uh, ah. when they, the person he just killed was his dad. Ah, I see So he's going towards Thebes From the oracle Yeah Meanwhile his dad Is on the way to the oracle yeah. They've had a quarrel And he's yeah. killed him Not realising that's his dad So he's already One of the prophecies Yeah so half the prophecies I prophecy, get this now Sorry yeah. so When he gets there The Sphinx is there And um, it says the Sphinx Is terrorising the place I think he's just sitting down And people are just Walking past and going Oh I don't know a riddle And it just goes No It kind of yeah. just eats him What do you know <laughs> About the Sphinx dad It's in Egypt uh, not quite, it's just, well, it's in Egyptian mythology, however, it's, it transla- it's in Greek mythology as well mm-hmm. in this play. So, uh, Sphinx has a, uh, um, I think it's the body of a cat uh, and the head of a human, and you know what Sphinx looks like. Yeah. Yeah. And it asks you a riddle. Do you know what, does it go on to say? It does. The riddle of the Sphinx was, what walks on four legs in the morning, two at noon, And three in the eye in the. I'm gonna do this again. imagine if it did that. What kind of voice should I do? I don't know what you're trying to say. What kind of voice should I do for the Sphinx? Do a kind of mystical. Okay, okay. The riddle of the Sphinx was. Yeah, you do ambient music. What walks on four legs in the morning, two at noon, and three in the evening? (laughs) Oedipus gave the correct answer. A human being who crawls as an infant, walks erect in maturity, and leans on a staff in old age. With this answer, Oedipus not only defeated the Sphinx, which killed itself in rage. (laughs) (coughs) What a random thing to do. Your riddle is correct. Stabs itself. (laughs) There's so much there, sorry. Uh, So, it kills itself in rage, right? But like, it's just like... It's not that good of a riddle to kill yourself over, mm. right? You're like that's like me killing myself over my mediocre stand-up routines. What I also like, imagine like imagine, imagine the. Let me do the riddle again, and then I'll do Oedipus' answer. But in like, what I think would have happened in real yeah. time. Yeah. What walks on four legs in the morning, two at noon, and three in the evening? Mwah. Um, is it a human? fuck yeah. for fuck's sake <laughs> yeah. I've got 20 people that time yeah. oh, fuck, fuck. like but um, the thing is like is if that's the whole point of a riddle though it's not that it's not insanely hard also what I don't like about the riddle it's a metaphor it's not no, it's not a riddle yeah it's like yeah it's just kind of like come on mate Met- well it is a riddle because you have to think about it we are. do you know what I mean but you um, know yeah you, how many people do you reckon have been killed by that riddle what? what oh, um, I, alternatively, what previous answers? Reckon people are giving. <laughs> yeah. <Okay. laughs> so well, so I we, think people uh, were getting confused, weren't, by by the morning, noon, and evening. Yeah. It's actually meant to be the different stages of your life, but actually they've done it in the sense of like you say a metaphor for like time yeah. period. But what what other answers? Do you reckon it could be. Let's let's brainstorm it. Uh, what walks four legs in the morning at noon? And t- yeah. <laughs> do you remember people just panicked? <laughs> Acrobatic <laughs> cats! Yeah, a uh, uh, dog! <laughs> <laughs> How was the that people would panic and not think they had time to think about yeah. it? And they had to give an answer then and there. Oh, uh, it was a swan! Oh, fuck! <laughs> Dave! What the hell? <laughs> it's like, for God's sake, but yeah. do, do I get my own answer? Because Dave's gone now. Yeah. Okay, uh, shall we write our own riddle then, uh, right now? What has four legs in the afternoon, Yeah. two legs at night, and one back in the morning? I, I riffed that, and I'm not sure, what was it again? <laughs> I've no idea what any of that meant. I, the answer is a drunken giraffe, that's... that's okay, that's okay. Anyway. With with Oedipus's answer, he had not only defeated the Sphinx because he <laughs> committed suicide yeah. immediately. Yeah, it wasn't defeated the Sphinx; uh, just given an answer, and then it irrationally killed itself. That's a, a Greek myth that always happens. It always do that, yeah. But won the throne. But he had won the throne of the dead king, and in the hand had won the marriage of the king's widow, Jocasta, who's also his mother. Which he doesn't know, about. but he doesn't know about. But he doesn't even know he's killed his dad at this point. He yeah, thinks he's moved to Thebes by. Yeah. To avoid this. However, the thing I find uh, a little bit alarming here is that that happened quite fast. He he kills well. The sphinx kills himself. Everyone's like, "Oh, he's a hero!" And it's like. You want to be the king? Yeah, yeah. that seems weird. Like, I mean, there's no mourning for liars whatsoever. He's like, ah, he, he left us, if you know what I mean. and uh, like, They don't even know he's dead as well. <laughs> they just think he's, he's left for the dead? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, no wonder why he'd married his mum. It's just the fact that things move so fast in Leeds, yeah. his wrong? So after marrying Jocasta, Oedipus and Jocasta lived happily for a time. So and- everyone's just accepting he's king now. Yeah, they don't know the other guy's dead, it's just, okay. Well, I guess someone's probably gone, oh, Laius is dead. Uh, oh, I think, actually, actually, I think what happened, uh, there was, like, in the chariot, there was, like, three of his guards, plus Laius, and Oedipus kills all of them, but the last one, he goes, hey, you, go and tell, like, your king, uh, go, and, go and tell someone about this, uh, but that guy doesn't really return, but apparently he spreads the news, but surely you would be able to go, that's the guy, that that king is yeah. the one that killed him. However, yeah, so everything is kind of status quo. However, Oedipus uh, lived to, uh, with Jocasta for a while, and they had two sons and two daughters. That's important. Okay. Um, uh, with his own mum? Uh, yes, with his own mother. So technically half... And they came out fine? They weren't no, special? No. No. That's staying in. Uh, yeah, so uh, there was Antigone, Ismene, uh... The two rivers as well. I think Polynice No. Yeah. Uh, the essentially the four brothers. And remember when we talked about the, the war of Thebes? is between the two rivers? Oh, those two as well. Um, then, and this is the start of the play. A dreadful plague came upon Thebes. The crops were all uh, uh, taken by locusts. Uh, people were barren. And uh, the, the entirety of Thebes is on lockdown. It's, it's an absolute nightmare. Also... If I was, if I was a theban citizen, right? You've had the Sphinx terrorize the town. You've had a plague. Mate, move out, move, move <laughs> yeah. somewhere else. Corinth's good this time of year, or you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. just. But as we know from modern times, um, just because your city's in a bad way, other cities don't necessarily just accept refugees, um, um, Matt. It's difficult sometimes if you're in a place that is in turmoil. It's easier for it's easy for us Westerners just to say to leave. And I can't believe how naive you are. Wow, you, you took this red cross. What character. Matt's trying to say is, everyone in Syria, just leave. It's much easier than being there. Is that what you're saying, Matt? Is that what you're saying? No. Everyone in Damascus, it's just easier. To, just leave. <laughs> it's pretty obvious that you're in a terrible place. Just leave. Is that what you're saying, Matt? Is that what you're saying? I think that's what you just, said. Not what, what you just said. not what I'm saying. what you just said. That's not what I'm saying. That's what you're saying, isn't it, Matt? I'm <laughs> not... No. Refugees are welcome here. <laughs> wow. I... Uh, are you still grumpy because I, I Charlotte prefers me to you? Is that is that what's happening here, Dan? You've gone down the refugee route, have you? <laughs> low blow, low blow, my friend. Um then um so what happens is that Oedipus he he declares as a uh, uh, he gets he declares as the king of Thebes that he's going to figure out and solve this plague. Okay. Um, he's a bit cocky, is Oedipus? They love it. Lindy yeah. Before, it? Well, he, well then again, in all fairness to Oedipus, he's kind of trying to be a leader. He's trying to be like, okay, I'm going to sort this for you guys. Yeah. I sort out the Sphinx. It, so there is a bit of cockiness there. Yeah. But I'm going to do it. He he gets the, the help from uh, Creon, Jocasta's uh, brother, okay. uh, who is kind of like a really loved royal advisor. People, He's kind of the the go-between guy the guy on the street web everyone loves him everyone knows his name he always takes time to stop out for people he does the things that the king can't if the king's busy uh, he he's kind of the the lovable figure if yeah. you know what i mean and creon tells him about all his things oedipus starts to go on uh, oedipus then gets help from a prophet and which prophet would this be then he took his help from a prophet. It's not the prophet that told him not to... No, it's a, it's the a, Delphi one. a different one, which we've discussed in episode 18. Can't remember our episodes. No. Uh, it was uh, Tiresias. Remember Tiresias? Tiresias, okay. You know the guy who's gender swapped the movie? Yeah, yeah, I was wondering if he's the one that gender swapped. Yeah, so Tiresias. We mentioned in episode 18 that Tiresias plays a role, uh, and this is the role he plays. Um, A prophet declared that the plague would not end until the Thebans drove out the murderer of Laius, who was within the city. Uh, A messenger uh, then arrived from Corinth, announcing the death of King Polybus, asking Oedipus to return and rule the Corinthians. Okay, Um, so uh, are you all on the same page there? King Polybus, Corinth is where he grew up. Yes, so what happened? So that's his adopted father yeah. Has died Yes uh, But he doesn't know that he, he, doesn't think, know. he thinks his biological dad is dead he thinks Which is really important as well oh, So of course so Someone's just he's come th- in to say Oh by the way your, your actual dad's dead Yeah And he's like Obviously he's, it's actually, his actual dad is, yeah. He killed But he doesn't yeah. know that uh, so, But he thinks the prophecy is false He's like Oh I don't need to listen to the word Of pro- prophets uh, ah because clearly i didn't kill my dad because yeah. he's just died of old age but blah, 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 yeah so he kind of doesn't like prophets, and then he kind of he kind of throws that in the face of tiresias as well he goes well i shouldn't really believe the, the words like you say he gets really eggy with tiresias and uh and i remember in the play tiresias is uh, helped on with a character called boy and he uh, basically the boy leads him on tiresias does his bit because obviously he's blind and walks him back off and um Probably naunting, doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> Didn't worry. We made some serious allegations in this podcast. So, the reason there's a plague is because the murderer is within the city and the plague is trying to drive him out. And uh, Oedipus, and this is important, says to the. Uh, he gets in front of all of the citizens and goes, I declare that I will find the murderer of uh, liars and I will cast him out of this city they will be banished they will not be welcoming Thebes any longer okay Okay. important he doesn't know it's him though does he is that the dramatic irony voice hi I'm dramatic irony Uh, just to let you know that's gonna fuck you up (laughs) that's the whole point of the play it plays on that dramatic irony as well yeah can we have that voice come in as well sounds eerily like Brian Eagle also has no one shown him a picture of Lias yet for him to be like oh fuck that's the guy I killed in the street no but you'd imagine there being pictures around the whole. that's way. what I mean but, there's a lot like, portraits of him you know for a fact that he, he must know that he's banging his mum because like if if, if he's kind of he must have put two and two together at some point and be like I'm pretty sure I killed that guy must mean I'm banging my mum but I don't know about <laughs> it yet wink wink he just wants a piece of mum apart yeah. what a motherfucker So, Oedipus told Jocasta what the oracle had predicted for him and expressed relief that the danger of his murdering Polybus was past. Jocasta told him not to fear oracles, for the oracle had said that her first husband would be killed by his own son, and instead he was murdered by a stranger on the road to Delphi. So, this is... um, They haven't talked about this whatsoever. whatsoever. So everyone involved is thinking that the prophets are... A bullshit. In all fairness to them uh, they both heard the same prophecy from both di- different did, angles. Yeah. They might think it's just like, oh, it must be the opposite way round. You know, it's just a, a stock thing they say. However, it's, uh, they haven't pieced it together yet whatsoever. No. She reckons it's a stranger. Uh, and he thinks his, biolog- his biological dad has died of different means. However... Suddenly, Oedipus remembered that fatal encounter on the road, and he knew that he had met and killed his real dad, Laius. At the same time, Jocasta realised that um, really, um, you remember um, the injury Oedipus has on the mountain, the reason why he's called swollen foot. Yeah, because he was tied up by a. a he had a, a, a baby. It, yeah. He had uh, pins put through his legs. So he's got scars on his feet, I assume. Jocasta looks down and notices the scars on his feet. Uh, and, and makes the link. Yeah, she hadn't realizes that she has married her own son, uh, and Oedipus hasn't quite figured and out the prophecy's come true. Yeah, yeah, hasn't, uh, uh, the prophecy has come true. At the same time, Jocasta realized that the scars on Oedipus's feet marked him as long um, as the baby whose feet Laius had pinned together so long ago. Faced with the fact that she had married her own son and the murderer of Laius, she went to her royal chambers, got a rope, and hung herself. Oedipus, realising his grave and mortal mistake, realising that he murdered Laius, uh, that he, he married his own mum and his, uh, he has incestuous sons and daughters, he goes to uh, the, the, the room where Jocasta is, takes a brooch from her dead body whilst it's hanging up and starts to, uh, puts the pins into his eyes and gouges his eyes and blinds himself with her royal brooch but why is he blinding himself so he can't look at himself for getting all yeah, yeah. It's, he doesn't want to see any more ugly uh, he doesn't want to see the situation he's in so he blinds himself and gouges himself out with a pin which is one of the like, we've done the hard parts of gruesome shit in this podcast but that's honestly one of the worst things isn't yeah, it you gouging know? your own eyes out with pins though like, because you've just realised you've had sex with your mum for a long time uh, Some accounts say that uh, Theseus was banished at once from Thebes, whilst others relate uh, that he lived a miserable existence there, despised by all, until his children grew up. Uh, So uh, in the play, what happens is that he comes out with blood running down his face. And uh, uh, basically, uh, because he made that proclamation, whoever um, killed Laius had to be banished from Thebes. And in all fantasy, plus he kept that word, he, he, he puts himself into exile, so he leaves. He leaves Thebes, and he was once a king, but now he's like a beggar, if you know that. Yes. I mean. It's that, um, the whole point of the drama in this, this tragedy, is that he goes from a king to nothing as well. Yes. He has everything than nothing. Uh, so, um, he, uh, he was eventually driven into uh, exile, accompanied by his two daughters, Antigone and Ismene. Antigone also being quite a famous person. uh, Oh, sorry, Antigone is Oedipus' daughter? Yes. Of uh, incestuous union as well. After years of lonely wandering, he arrived in Athens, where he found refuge in a grove of trees called Colonus. By this time, warring factions and thieves wanted him to return to that city, believing that his body would bring it luck. Um, Maybe not that much luck. However, Oedipus died at Colonus, and the presence of his grave there was said to bring good fortune to Athens. And uh, that's the end of Oedipus Rex. Wow. A lot happens. That's a problem myth. Yeah, we well, we debated, we debated about doing several um, several uh, episodes of this, but I think it might be better just to do it the one. But, yeah, a lot happens, and in the play, I would recommend you do read the play or go and see it at some point. It has a lot more detail in it, and it's about Oedipus trying to figure it out. It is like a detective, um, a murder mystery kind of thing, because you're trying to figure it out. And there's great consequences also I forgot to mention um because there's no more king in um in the king and queen in um uh Thebes, Thebes Creon becomes regent uh, uh so he becomes obviously I was Creon in uh so I, I played quite a nice role at the end so no longer was I god one I was uh <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so Creon takes over uh, and Oedipus leaves the city and Thebes is uh, goes back to normal as well. And Thebes is, Thebes is now in Egypt, no? I'm not sure. I, don't, I think it's a mythical Thebes. I don't think it's the same Thebes. It's not the Thebes. No, yeah. I don't think so. I think it's... But I'm not 100% on that, but I'm pretty sure it doesn't work because he says he walks to Athens and don't think that's... That's um, a long walk. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't think... And especially if you've got pins in your feet, it doesn't really work. Eh? Yeah, that's true. He had both pins in his feet and his eyes. Like a living voodoo doll. He's like a... It's like a uh, you know, uh, a prototype Jesus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, this a lot happens to this guy. So, um, and it's also sad because I feel like for the most part, apart from the questionable murder he gives someone for road rage. Um, sorry, murder he gives someone. It's like a gift. Hey, down I got your a good birthday gift. Murder! <laughs> I think it's like he's just trying to do good, isn't it? Well, I don't think he's... Um, I do A malicious think person. I don't think he's an immoral person, necessarily. This isn't me going to start rant for pro incest. Uh, however, I think I think he's just confused. Uh, he's just confused because he didn't want to hurt anyone. He he want, he left Corinth out of, out of the love for his parents. You know, his yes, real parents. Yes. Uh, well, uh, his current Corinthian parents as well. And he, yeah, he. Um, however, yeah, it, I think that's the true tragedy of it. Because he, you know, he, he he's not a bad person, but. My, I remember this actually. My GCC question, because I'm actually good at exams, Dan. I don't get, I <laughs> don't get using them. Um, my GCC question for Oedipus was uh, who was responsible uh, for uh, everything that went down? Uh, who was the, who was the per- main person whose fault it was? And I'd like to ask you that question, Dan. So after all this happened, yeah, whose fault was it? Was ultimately, that, his parents, as in Laius and Jocasta. Yeah, for, for just. That's terrible. Not killing him, I guess. Yes, yeah. uh, because. But uh, in, within that, though, is there also uh, fate that did that as well. Because uh, an argument can be made that the gods—it was divine fate. Uh, so could and they, they help the shepherd? Yeah. Could, the, could yeah. they? Could they have changed it? You know. Um, uh, also, uh, in the play as well, the shepherd uh, that picks him up from Macphailon—the the way that Oedipus realizes that he is—you um, know. Uh, killed his dad married his mum that shepherd comes back and he questions him and the shepherd tells him I'm the one that picked you up uh, and that's how he I'm not your out. dad yeah and Jocasta runs out because he, re- he talks about the pins in his feet as well Um. so yeah I think uh, yeah so it's an interesting story though isn't it it's very interesting uh, I, it's yeah but I think it's uh, yeah it's really interesting to get your fi- feet into it. not feet uh, it's a proper like juicy story isn't yeah, it yeah exactly I like all the dramatic irony like him going towards thieves when you know actually that's where he should be avoiding. Him king, killing King Laius and not realising that what he's done. Him thinking his his dad is dead and being like, hey, the prophecy obviously doesn't work. Cause my dad just died and I didn't even do it. When actually, no, mate, you, that's not your dad. Yeah, uh, yeah. Dan, have you ever um, have you ever killed your dad or married your mum? Not yet. <laughs> yet. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go into the outro. Okay, dokey. Well, as you know guys, we rank every myth uh, out of 40. Uh, we have life skills, uh, we have... Uh, I, forgot, I, I genuinely forgot we do this at the end as well. Uh, uh, we have life skills, morality, uh, creativity, and the WTF factor, which I think you'll be hearing about. Uh, so, Dan, let's write this myth. Um, so, life skills, uh, it's practical things we learned. We learn how to hang ourselves. We learn how to hang ourselves. We learn how to uh, blind ourselves. We learn blind ourselves. We learn how to uh, settle a road rage incident. <laughs> Give way. <laughs> <laughs> Give way. Um, man, we learn how to pin an infant by its feet and string it up to die. We learn how to effectively kill a child, not just leave it to die in the wilderness where it doesn't die properly. We learn uh, how to uh, do riddles. Yes, we how learned how to kill a Sphinx. Learn learned how to kill ourselves after, you know, getting uh, fa- failing at your only job. Uh, we learned how to become a king of a city. Just answer a question once and everyone will love you and that is it. I also have a theory. Can I say, if the Sphinx knew that the minute someone got the riddle right, he would die, you'd think he'd make the riddle harder, Yeah, because that's <laughs> not that hard, is no. it? Like, <laughs> like it's, yeah, you would make it like... Ooh, really hard yeah. like just no one got it ever yeah like um, uh, for example like uh, what is critical thinking it's like, it's, <laughs> that's well like, I definitely wouldn't yeah, know. The, yeah. the hardest of all riddles yeah <laughs> um, however um, we also learned that um yeah, we learned how to defeat monsters like the sphinx. We learned how to create a plague. We learned uh, to trust the words of the prophets because they're usually right. Both Tiresias and the oracle at Delphi. Yep. Uh, we also learned that if you're in royalty, uh, you're probably going to be incestuous anyway. Look at the ro- the royal family. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think there's got a lot here. There there's, is a lot of life skills actually. Yeah, um, there's a lot. Yeah, I think there's a uh, yeah, I think maybe about uh, a seven or something like that. I think a seven. Yeah. Should I keep a note? Yeah, let's write it down. Oh, oh, we've also learned how to bang our mum. Mmm! Not like we need to know that. Wait, are we happy with that? Are you doing the smallest writing up? <laughs> Like, that is really annoying me. Hurry up! Oh my god, oh, stop! Honestly, I have a, I actually have a phobia at really like small handwriting. Seriously. Ah. now well, like, you're gonna do this <laughs> even more. <laughs> oh, oh, honestly, it's weird. Okay. <laughs> it's so annoying. <laughs> no, I can't deal with it. Seriously, do we need to you said, p- seven? <laughs> oh, please, Dan. Honestly, it's awful. It was just a little joke, you know. I've, now I've, <laughs> I thought, oh, this, yeah. oh man, it's awful. The listeners are understanding what's happening here. I as a joke have written down on a piece of paper the tiniest writing to write down what the, uh, the life skills it's was, gross. <laughs> uh, and, and it turns out in, I've accidentally created. <laughs> I had no idea if I had like a phobia of small handwriting. Really think. small? Oh, just make it bigger. Okay, oh. um, so yeah, I think seven's good. Yeah, it's it? We happy with that? Yes. Okay. Morality, big one. I feel. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot here. Don't leave your kids to die. Uh, don't, don't kind of banish yourself uh, out of things because, or well, don't set up a. Don't play with dramatic irony. Yes. You know? Um Uh Don't shack your mum. Don't <laughs> kill your dad. Also, don't kill people over road rage as well. That's that's an important thing. That is an important thing. If you don't know who's right of where it is. Don't murder them. Thank God you told me that because I was just about to drive off and in London. Yeah. But one uh, of the moral things we learnt... Oh, don't dismiss the words... Of a of, prophet. Yeah. Yeah, they tend to be right. One of the overarching themes as well. why uh, I always listen to my horoscope. <laughs> That's a decent joke. <laughs> Um, I'm not sure this doesn't seem to be loads actually no it's not huge Um, yeah morals I don't think there's a huge amount here um, only because well it depends how we look at it from a moral are we talking morals don't sleep are we including in this don't sleep with your mum incest that counts as morals yeah yeah, Yeah. yeah, yeah, don't I don't know if that just comes under WTF don't don't be like you know, don't be like Charlotte, don't be incestuous, okay? Yeah. Now, I would be tempted to say it's a four or a five, but I do think the incest has quite a large weighting, because it's quite a big moral. Yes, yes. So I would say a six. Yeah, I was thinking six. Oh, oh my God, man, make it bigger. It's so annoying. Honestly, it annoys the tits. Of, it's, not, ugh, it's just rational. I hate it. Uh, so, creativity. I think it's... it's um, considering it's turned into a play it's pretty creative and like then to have the different aspects of the oracle and I think the dramatic irony is very good how they're like create oh he's going this way but actually we the listeners know he wants to go that way and he's talking to her who thinks she's this person but actually she's this person and he thinks his dad's dead but that's not his dad and he's killed someone and no one knows that he's killed someone then he says he's going to banish the person who killed that person then realises oh shit that was me you just did the whole myth in two seconds Uh, um However, uh, the whole point, you're like, oh, gouging his eyes out. Yeah, really yeah. The way they hang the child up, it wasn't just like, oh, we're going to leave this baby yeah. on the ground oh, in the oh, desert. Yeah. It was like, oh, I'm actually going to like... Str-. Even that's quite creative. Yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah, I I think it's uh, pretty pretty gross, really. Um, I think creativity is a seven. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think... Yeah, Maybe an eight. The, yeah, I think at eight, an cause eight. Because it's... I think it's... Uh, yeah, it's, consider it's a play, you know, and it's a... It's one of those things which is just, um, yeah. I think it's uh, it's honestly uh, it's fascinating all the way through. Yes. So the the, w, the big one, WTF factor. WTF, pretty high. Uh, Surely we have to give this a ten, do we not? If this doesn't get a ten, then what does? Well, well, let's th- uh, so. The, I think it hits a big one. So murders his dad. Murders his dad. W- road rage. He ignores a Profit. Yeah, uh, kills someone in a fit of road rage. Uh, but also, he's banished from by his parents, by uh, strung up by his feet with pins yes. through his legs. He's he, he fights it, which is fucked up as yeah. well. Uh, he's also called Swollen Foot, which is a weird name. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, and the Sphinx is a fucking riddle. Yes, like, of course, yeah. Uh, and uh, the way he, he kills himself—oh, the Sphinx kills itself after just a pitying uh, answer—is yeah, uh, it's pretty messed up. The fact that no one was even getting that riddle yes, messed up. Yes, exactly. Um, the fact that no one seems to question where the king's gone. They just assume he's dead and just automatically give Oedipus the kingship. It's like, only 12 hours ago did your king leave. Mm-hmm. Uh, he might be coming back. Like yeah. He might have just popped out for some milk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just we to get some royal milk. <laughs> yeah. Um however yeah I think it's uh, it's it's absolutely ridiculous you know what I mean uh, and yeah and the fact that Tracasta kills herself and not even talks to either of us about mm-hmm. it so, and the fact that there's incestuous union um could it be any more WTF I think in all fairness, before we we all know the incest angle but if if you were watching it for the first time you'd be like what yeah that would be messed up um I think it's got to be a nine or a ten, does it not? I mean, this is pretty messed up. If it's not a ten, why would it be a nine? I mean, what what's what's it missing? Yeah, what's it missing? I guess it's. But there's incest. There's death, murder. He he gouges his own eyes out. There's suicide. There's a creature that comes and eats people. There's a plague across the whole city. Across the city. I think he he puts himself into exile as well. Yeah. Uh, Uh it's got to be a 10 yeah I, I can't think of any oh I just realised you did the 8 in massive writing Uh, yeah I don't think there's any a reason to not give it to mark, mark it down so let's give it a 10 let's give it a 10 it's not right. in all fairness it's like it's not it's not overkill if you know what I mean but then again I don't think we're marking it for overkill if you know what I mean it's yes. fucked up and yeah I think that's 10 we give it a 10 yeah so why did you do it there I hate you so much. Explain to the listener what you just did. I just... I just put the ten nowhere near the column it's meant to be in. I'm literally biting my thumb. so annoyed. And I've done the eight massive, so it looks really weird. And everything else really little. I would never have done this if I didn't realise. I was just going to do this as a joke. I was going to start writing it small as a joke and then be like, ha ha, good one. And then start doing it normally. But because I've realised how it annoys you... My, uh, I'm a terrible person. My my, I I my I'm gonna I'm gonna gouge my own <laughs> eyes out if you don't. Uh, um, gives the scores: seven, my skills six, morals, eight, creativity, ten for WTF. So add it all up equals thirty-three. I'm guessing. I'll decide how much it is. No, thirty-one. 31. Oh <laughs> no! no. <laughs> No, explain what you did. So, <laughs> I put the score of thirty-one in the in the column that the WTF factor was meant to be. Oh! <laughs> such a dick to me, Dan. Anyway, um, um, say your social media. So I, overall, yeah, that's a total. Yeah, it's a total score of so of thirty-one. One of the high scorers, not the best, but one um, not just the Hercules, but by God, it's up there. Um, so Dan I My parking's got to run out So why don't you do the social media And I'll go and sort it out You go run out and do your parking um, Follow us on social media At Miss Podcast That's both for Facebook And for Twitter And if people um, want to type in Like Charlotte did If people want to message us like Charlotte Again, Charlotte Sorry for the uh, terrible things I said about you All in good jest Good friend of mine um, uh, Also I hope you enjoyed that. So I hope Charlotte enjoyed that story. We'll have to ask her yeah, and we'll find out. Thank you for getting in touch. We really appreciate it. And if you have any more ideas for what you want to talk about, um, please get in touch as well. Uh, email us at uh, mythspodcast at dot Com. Yeah. And uh, also give us, please give us five stars on iTunes. Um, we uh, Thank you so much for giving us uh, reviews at the moment. We really appreciate it. Some people have left. Also, that. I don't know if it's worth noting, actually, I don't think, uh, it's in, between last episode and this episode, we've had um, over a thousand listeners, have we not? Uh, yes, have we got to mention that? Yeah, um, yeah thank so, you guys. Yeah, we've uh, you know hit a massive milestone, so we really appreciate it. But please keep on. Uh, if you want to show your uh, share it to your friends, if you really enjoy it, or share it to your enemies, if you hate it. Uh, but yeah, please uh, just if you can just share the, the message for us, it just helps uh, kind of uh, spread the word as well. It does. Uh, and yeah, so thank you so much. I'm gonna dash off now, but leaving the capable hands of Dan to finish off. Dan, don't fuck this up, okay? Okay, Matt's going to go do his parking. Um, I'd just also like to mention, um, just before Matt leaves and we end the podcast, that um, my jokes earlier about Matt hating um, people from Syria... One hundred percent what he said. Yeah, yeah. One hundred percent what he said to me off I, off podcast. Yeah, on on the podcast I like to portray myself as a nice person, but off the podcast I'm a right piece of work. I am <laughs> right a proper rotten I am. No, guys, I hope you enjoyed Interpol. I know some people will be very. We're not show it's not the only one that's mentioned. We should do it because it's a very meaty meaty myth. Yeah, um, yeah. I hope you had a good time. Um, yeah, let us know five to the iTunes and uh, get in contact on social media. I've been down roads. That's been Matt Hoss Bye. Bye. Myths miss what goes to bed in a bed but wakes up in a tent Homeless person? Me with my massive penis, erect (laughs) from morning glory. That's a blooper. (laughs)